Hi, Emmaus. Welcome to the Proclaim and Display podcast, episode six, where we help you show and tell the gospel to your neighbors and the nations. Back in the studio today with Jaron, but no Kennedy. Hey, Jaron. Hi. I have a hole in my heart. Because Kennedy's I not here? Kennedy. I miss oh, Kennedy. Oh, wow. Well, you know what? She is getting some much-needed rest. And, and you took That's a break last I week. Yeah. That was just because we ran out of microphones. <laughs> you were still in the room. So totally cool. Totally it's, cool. It's all good. But today, we have two new voices with you on the podcast, Ben and Cassidy Hopkins. Yeah. Hello, hello. It's great to be here. Wow, that's good cheering there, like uh, Jaren. So you, he- you heard hello from, uh, from Ben, Cassidy. Uh, hi. Glad you're here <laughs> as well. So, <laughs> we probably needed you doing the cheering, Cassidy. So, uh, if you guys don't know Cassidy, Cassidy leads our choir at Emmaus and works alongside Jaron with our vocalist and worship planning. And Ben often leads hymns for us at our Sunday night worship services at 5 o'clock. And he's also led at several other events here at Emmaus. So welcome, guys. Thanks for being on the podcast with us. Thanks for having us. Yep, yeah, thanks. we're glad, glad you guys glad you guys are here. So Jaron, here in a second, we want Ben and Cassidy to tell their story. And we're going to talk to them a little bit about God's work in their lives and what it means to uh, honor the Lord through music, but first, mm. putt putt. Did you did you play the putt putt course a few weeks ago? I did. I played through it twice. I I normally I'll get up there the day before to really kind of strategize, but I didn't get around to that, so my score reflected that. But yeah, it was did great. You, it was did good. you know that? Did you know that John Melton turned in a score of twenty two? I know he turned in a score of 22. I don't believe he scored a 22. <laughs> we, we may have to have John Melton on the podcast just to relive the 22 that he supposedly made at the Emmaus putt Challenge. I love you, John. Yeah, yeah, John. We're going to have to have you on here for many reasons, but that may be one of them to explain your putt-putt score. So, Emmaus, I hope you guys came up and enjoyed uh, the mini golf, the putt-putt. Jaron, a few people yeah. were saying that our golf holes were a, a little too hard. I mean, I really put a lot of thought into the hole. I mean, it's it yours happens. was by far the most spiritual. Well, putt hole. I, you know, the- I'm just trying to take advantage of uh, some easy, uh, you know, eyeballs to be able to see things, and so yeah. why not be intentional with it? I, you know, the random drumstick on the ground taped and <laughs> other things was probably a little bit overkill. But, yeah, that's okay. You, know. you didn't have snakes like I had or anything <laughs> like that. So I'm. I'm not sure who won. We probably should have had a contest, but uh, Courtney's was pretty awesome with the black light. So we oh, had that some, was cool. We had some good, good golf holes and some fun. So we had a ton of people that came by. Mm-hmm. So thanks, Emmaus, for for coming out to to play putt. But Jaron, we're talking yeah. to Ben and Cassidy about music. But I don't think this time at Emmaus is the first time you and Cassidy have played music together. Is that right? That is that is correct. Where did so, this start? Yeah. So Cassidy and her family. Uh, uh, was at Emmaus many years ago, and uh, Cassidy was one of our students in our student ministry. So this had been right after I started, and so in her junior high year, so that would have been prior to 2010. So, Cassidy, when did you graduate high school? Are you brave enough to tell us? 2014. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. We are unbelievably <laughs> old, man. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, so oh, all right, keep going, keep going. Yeah, so 2010, so, something like that. Yeah, so we, uh, you know, on Wednesday nights with our students, would love to do worship together. And so you're always trying to identify those folks who can play an instrument, uh, keep a decent pitch and singing and all of that kind of good stuff. And uh, Cassidy was just one of those folks who, 
enjoyed that and uh, really nestled into that that role. And so that was a, a great joy of mine of being able to serve alongside her and some old school names like Danny Moody playing the guitar with us and all those uh, those fun memories we have of leading our students in worship. And uh, so it's really good stuff. A lot of a lot of fun back then. Cassidy, does that sound right? Is that how you remember the story? Yes. I don't know that I would have said nestled in. It was like... <laughs> From my perspective, that, I call that nestling in. I think my sister like voluntold me. Mm, Jaron mm. like week by week was like, when are you going to get up there? And I'm this little seventh grader like, okay. I, I, anyways, and it, it just happened. And That's how most of us yeah. get involved in ministry exactly <laughs> is being right. pulled along by friends or uh, right. people who believe in us. And so it's fun to look back and think about how how those relationships relationships begin so uh ben before we get to you cassidy we're talking about your involvement at emmaus and and even as a, a little seventh grader there what's your story of coming to faith and uh being involved in church kind of how did that happen in your life yeah um i was fortunate enough to grow up in a christian home i had grandparents who were very influential um in my my relationship with the Lord and my parents were as well. And um, when I was five or six, I prayed with my parents and asked the Lord into my heart. And throughout my elementary years, I was just naturally a good kid. I believed in the Lord, but it wasn't until I was in junior high and going to Falls Creek and different camps that I realized why I needed the Lord. Um, And so that's when it actually became a a personal relationship for me. And it's grown from there into um, various calls from the Lord on my life, and I'm just really grateful for it. Yeah, absolutely. Ben, what's your story of coming to faith and your kind of your, your background? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was also fortunate enough to be raised with uh, in a Christian family. My dad was a pastor of a state, like a home church, and my mom played the piano. Here in Oklahoma thing. or somewhere No, else? we actually just in Bartlesville, Hominy, Pahuska, more on the northeastern side of Oklahoma. So that's where I was born and raised. And uh, yeah, so just all through growing up, you know, we, I'm one of eight kids and all from the same mom and dad. So it was a house full of kids for sure, all grown, mm-hmm. grown up. And we spent, you know, like because my dad was a pastor and my mom played the piano while at church and everything, uh, we had people coming over to our house, which then turned into a rental that we would rent out some space and had a great time. But the thing is, we were always uh because we were raised in that kind of uh, group and uh, as a Christian household, uh, I came to know the Lord uh, really early on. I was probably five or six. And at the time I had seen my young or my older siblings come to know the Lord. And man, I wanted to be a part of that. Uh, But to be in all honesty, being five or six year old, I was also knowing, okay, well, usually after we come to know the Lord, we we, we got to celebrate those things. So I was actually, uh, I told Cassidy about this. Uh, I was so excited, but I also wanted, we usually treat, you know, go out for a treat. And so at that time, we went out to have a treat at a Mexican food restaurant. And I was really stoked about that. And so honestly, there was a part, there was a part of me that was like, man, I'm really feeling some uh, Mexican food, so let's have it. And so... Um, <laughs> We had that, but at the same time, you know, like whenever I was, I remember getting into high school years and I like really starting to take that more seriously. I did believe that I was saved, but the thing is like I started to feel more of that responsibility and that call that I had of the Lord. 
uh, really working in my life and for me to look for opportunities to serve him, glorify him in my own life. And um, because I started to surrender more and more of myself and those, uh, the things people like just, uh, the things that we tend to hold on to. Like I try to uh, surrender more and more of that to the Lord and see how I could glorify him in my own walk with him. And so I really try to take more on that on, you know, uh, just glorifying the Lord in my own life. So. Yeah. So here's two kids, both came to faith early in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, spiritual growth started to take off in junior high and high school. How did God bring you guys together? How did, now I know there's, there's a husband wife version of this story. So there's, yeah. there's a husband version, the wife version. How did, how did that happen? What was that story? So uh, we both met, met at OBU. Uh, Oklahoma Baptist University, which is a Shawnee great place America. to meet your spouse. Let me America. say, That's yeah, right. I, I completely, completely identify with that. Yeah, I love that. celebrate yeah. that. So, so uh, the only thing was, I graduated from high school in 2011. So I was a senior uh, while she was coming in as a freshman. So I in college and everything, and so. Uh, we were singing in the same voice studio. Uh, we both went there to study music. We both were singing in the same voice studio, so we got to inter- uh, uh, introduce to each other that way. But uh, there came along a J-term uh, where we were both singing in an opera together, and uh, Cassidy played sports and everything, and we both you know, are athletic and everything. But we were playing basketball, and I was kind of bringing together a whole bunch of people to play some pickup ball. And Cassidy, obviously, was one of them. I was like, hey, let's come on and play some ball. you know. Mm-hmm. So we made that happen, but the only thing was she got hurt. She tore ACL and meniscus. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the second time we played, not the first <laughs> time. <laughs> Technically the, the second first time. time. First time was great. Let's hear about <laughs> the first time, Cassidy. Let's hear well, about the first time. I got an invitation back. I mean, that was that was. <laughs> Obviously played pretty well, so. Uh. <laughs> That's right. Uh. Yes, and so we we played and everything. Uh, it was a very dramatic uh, moment where she went out for a layup, and the guy went to go block her, and she ended up uh, he ended up landing on her oh and tore ACL meniscus. And you know, at the time, Ben said, "Go home and ice it." And I, I was, was like, thinking <laughs> we didn't know how bad it was, and I was like, "Okay, well, normally Put we just go home and ice on it. On it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be all right. Just shake it off, uh, walk it off. It'll be all right." <laughs> So come to find out, yeah, it was a lot worse than what we thought. And so she ended up having surgery and had to go into therapy and everything for it. Uh, and I ended up being available to take her to therapy uh, where we were story. able to also have opportunity to talk more one-on-one and get to know each other. And so that was that was really how we got to know each other was because of that interaction. So mm-hmm. it was Does that sound cool. right, Cassie? You, yeah. you good with that story? Yeah. <laughs> the story? So uh, <laughs> opera, OBU, basketball, injuries. I mean, all that's yeah. good. Like that, 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 works out, that works out really well. Uh, now you all, obviously the connection with with music you went on to study music been beyond OBU what, what was some of that story yeah yeah so I went from so from Oklahoma Baptist University uh, finished that degree there I went on uh, straight into studying for my master's at Oklahoma City University um, and then spent a couple years there graduated from there and then we got married in 2017 um, June 8th 2017 um, and okay I made it I made it all right all right we can move on now <laughs> so we, uh, we got married and then she finished up her final year, her senior year was going into that. 
And from there, uh, I took that as a gap year basically while she finished up. And then after that, we went up to Madison, Wisconsin, where I went to study for my doctorate at the uh, University of Wisconsin, Madison. Um, and that's where I was studying for my doctorate, um, got my education in vocal performance. Um, and yeah, that's been kind of my journey, but like I sang a lot of opera. I sang with uh, Tulsa Opera while, while I was here. I sang with uh, Madison Opera Company. Um, and uh, yeah, had a really, a lot of wonderful experiences. Got to go over and sing in Germany for a summer um, uh, for Die Zauberflitte um, by Mozart. And so had a really, uh, a lot of enjoyable experiences, but uh, Cassidy and I, we've, we've really, sung a lot together we've like been on this journey together um and so things have really taken a turn for us whenever we moved back uh and we i was finishing on my final year uh dissertating um and i could do that virtually this was in the height of covid and so we were trying to monitor that and we also found out that we were pregnant um with our firstborn and so we we're so excited about that, but we wanted to move closer to family. And so we ended up moving back here to Oklahoma City area. And uh, yeah, we had, we had Sutton, Sutton Rose, and um, we, I was able to finish dissertating online. Um, and then things have taken a turn since then. <laughs> I don't know how far. Yeah. No, well, that's a great, a great part of your story about how even God used that yeah. to, to bring you guys to, to Emmaus and being part of the, what's yeah. going on here. Cassidy, when you think, I mean, obviously you've done a ton in music and who knows, the Lord may have more study for you in the, in the years ahead, but where did your love for music start? Like just this excitement about music. Where, what's, mm -hmm. your, what's your background with that? Yeah, my dad, um, he, he doesn't uh, really like everyone to know this, but he plays the piano really, really well. He actually was... Uh, could have been a piano performance major and gone on and done really great things as a pianist, but it just, it wasn't the Lord's call in his life. He just went to like a semester of school and ended up quitting, but he was our like church accompanist for a while growing up. And, um, we always had a piano in the home and I just was fascinated. I loved it. I loved to sing. He often would like play the piano and my sister and I would sing like during the offertory when we were really young. He actually played on this like little keyboard at Wayland mm -hmm. Bonds when we were like in fourth and fifth grade, part of your world. We sang it at the talent <laughs> show. <Nice>. Um, <laughs> so that's where it all started. And um, my parents like voluntold me to um, get in choir when I was in elementary and junior high and high school and it just it stuck. Ben, did your love for music come from your family? Absolutely. Well? I mean, it sounds like your, Absolutely. Mom, your mom played piano. Yes, my mom played the piano, my dad sang, and we all, actually all the, all the siblings, we all sang and played an instrument. And so we would be like, kind of like the Von, uh, uh, Von, Von, <laughs> Trapp. Von Trapp family, <laughs> where we would just be performing at different concerts all throughout Oklahoma with different churches and stuff. And I... Uh, you know, like it was a lot of fun growing up, but my dad, he had a, just a, a strong tenor voice. And I, you know, my favorite singers growing up would have been like, you know, Steve Green and Lauren L. Harris and Luciano Pavarotti, you know, it was a big one for me. And, uh, and so like, that was really where my inspiration for music came from a lot of that. And so I would just kind of imitate early on, uh, imitate voices. And I just kind of discovered my own voice later. Yeah. 
No, I, I love that. Jaren, all of your same uh, music inspirations there that, uh, that Ben has? So. Not so much, no. no uh, not, do you, you do remember Steve Green. I'm Steve Green. Some yeah. great Steve Green Steve back Green, in the day. Lama Harris, Steve yeah. Duncan, Carmen. I mean, my goodness, who can... Yeah. Th- those were, those Cassidy, were. who are your music influences? Uh, <laughs> who do you love? Justin Bieber. Perfect. I love it. I love it. You've, you've, you've excited my wife and daughter. As <laughs> she, that. That's that's really fun. Let's talk about theology of worship, theology of singing. Jaren, I know this is something you're really passionate about. Jaren, talk to us a little bit about your love for theology of singing, theology of worship, and then Ben and Cassidy, I'd love for you guys to, to jump in on that conversation. We, we think about Sunday night worship services starting again at 5 o'clock and things going on. Help, help us think through this. Uh, why, why do we sing? What does it mean to, obviously we can worship the Lord with all of our lives, but music and singing is a powerful part of that. So get the ball rolling on that, Jaren, and, and let's talk through that question a little bit. Yeah, I think, I think for the longest time, even just for me personally, I liked to sing. So I have kind of always viewed singing as a just a preference or a, a box that I a box that I check off that I like. And I think even for me growing up, I I always observed during times of worship, some people would sing, some people wouldn't. Um, and 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 coming to realize that singing is a really important thing, that it's not just a a preference, but it, it really is a, is an act of obedience. And I mean, God Himself in Zephaniah three seventeen sings over us with great rejoicing. And uh, and so, in a way, we we uh, when we sing, we are in a sense like Him. Uh, obviously, we're not uh, we're, we're singing to Him, and we're singing not just to Him, but also in the church. Why singing is so important is because our gathered worship services are about coming together to remember over and over and over again who God is and what he has done for us through Jesus. And and just that whole idea from uh, Colossians 3.16 about letting the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms, hymns, spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And just this idea that when we sing together as a body of believers, yes, we are we're reminding our own hearts who God is, we are praising him, but we're also helping our, our brothers and sisters around us who may be in a season that they cannot sing with joy or just even find it difficult to sing. Um, we're there to, to serve them and to come alongside them to be another uh, remembrance of, uh, of who God is. I even had a conversation uh, this morning that's not even just about singing, but someone was saying, man, I really like how we're reading scripture together as a church and how we're, you know, we're, we're saying these things out loud together, which it is in a sense like singing. That's what you're doing. And just, they just said something like it's, it's some, it's really powerful to know that we are proclaiming these truths all together. And, and I think that goes for singing as well. So I, there's just, there's just a lot to to think about and to consider when we come together for our, our gathered worship services, um, that it is not just a box we're checking off, that we're, we're doing a really serious thing. We're, we're singing to the Lord, but we're also singing to one another yeah. as well. Cassidy, what are you learning about theology of worship? What God's mm-hmm. teaching you right now? Yeah, I think um, as someone who majored in music, I got a lot of like curious uh, people that were like, isn't that just a hobby? 
or how are you going to turn that into a career or you know aren't there some more like stable things that you can do and honestly I think you'd be hard-pressed to find one person who could go a single day without some kind of music whether that's a reminder to switch your laundry over (laughs) or like a really powerful song that um, is speaking to you and so um, it's just it's been really um, enjoyable for me to now lead worship and make worship uh, or sorry make music through worship and to help myself to help my kids to help our church um, learn the word and remember it it's so powerful like the times where I'm struggling with fear or whatever it is often I'm singing a song Mm -hmm. that I know like the word is there and and it um, helps me through those moments and so um, I just I'm not one who thinks like music is disposable I just don't think it is I think it's a vital um, part of our service yeah I'm thankful I'm thankful to be surrounded on this podcast by by the three of you because coming from someone who's not musical and if anybody could go a day without music I would I might I might be that guy but I live in a house where my wife and kids might break into song at any moment uh, or they're always I, I I drive around in silence and just drives my wife and kids crazy and so they've got music playing all the time but but there is some way that God has created us and I say this carefully, but almost to need music. That yep. music, mm-hmm. it, it is life-giving. And it, and it does, it guides our attitudes and thoughts and actions. And so it, it's good to it's good to hear you say that. And the role of music in passing on truths. Mm. I think we were even talking this morning uh, about the way kids learn through music. It's amazing what kids pick up uh, when when ideas are, are put to music. And so that's always been... That's always been powerful, uh, powerful to me. Ben, what, what do you see the Lord teaching you about theology of worship, or just, just personally as you think about music and, and being a dad and husband? And- yeah, no, I mean that's all excellent. Um, the thing is, like what we talked about this morning, like you said, I mean, kids are like little sponges, and I was, you know, a testament to that. Just where I was raised with all these siblings of mine, and we just learned all these songs and music, and we celebrated in that way. And so uh, to see my own kids, you know, and to see Sutton, you know, she's two years old now, and so to see her like learning these songs and she's singing out, and it's so much fun as a dad to be able to see that, and um, for us just all to be singing together. And Shiloh, Shiloh, who is now nine months as of two days ago. Uh, she uh, also will make a joyful noise. And, you know? <laughs> yeah. And uh, that is something, you know, I guess going back to more like what I think of, you know, singing and worship in the, in the church and everything is just something that I think is um, really powerful. It's a, it's a, it's an important way for us to be able to celebrate what the Lord has done uh, in our lives, but also can help us get through times of grieving and, um, trials and struggles in our lives and but times where we can just be full of joy and peace that we can celebrate him through song and music so i uh, i truly believe that you know even though uh, it's it maybe cliche cliche to say you know we all just sing with a joyful noise or that we um uh yeah, can glorify. I, I I do believe that. I believe that we all, no matter the talent or abilities that you may have, uh, you know, I believe that we all have that voice that we all are commanded, like Jaron was saying, you know, to be able to uh, glorify the Lord uh, together in corporate worship as well as individually. And so 
Um, now, Owen, we uh, we missed up missed missed uh, an important opportunity though oh, this no. morning. <laughs> uh, we no. missed an important opportunity for you to share. Uh, so you're saying everybody can sing. Everybody yes, should sing. Yes. <laughs> oh, well, I think no. you were about to this morning. You were about to. I was so on close. the verge of it, and wisely, you know, I we had already <laughs> sung over one another, and I, you know, had a chance to participate in that. I didn't. I didn't want to show off. I didn't get any <laughs> soloists, you know, like trying to trying to prove themselves. Just, I'm trying to give you another opportunity, though. So, I mean, this is another opportunity. I, I guess Jaron did bring a guitar. He brought a guitar. He can accompany <laughs> oh, you we'll and just, everything. We'll, you, are we going to go? Are we going to go with the guitar? Let's, okay. let's do it. We're, let's do we're it. at 24 minutes, and, and the folks expect this to be finished at 25 minutes. I don't <laughs> want to disappoint anybody. Or, okay, gra- grab your guitar. Here, All right, here we got go. this. All right, here, here we go. go. <laughs> I, I assume we're going with this is the day. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yes, Psalm, Psalm one hundred Psalm 118. Yep. So yes. so uh, this is the day. There we go. This is the day that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. We will rejoice. We will rejoice and be glad in There we go. And be glad in it. This is the day that the Lord has made. Rejoice and be glad This is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made. All right, all right. Take that Bieber and switch the Pavarotti and everybody else. So that's awesome. Right, Church, he wasn't even prepared for that. We totally yeah. oh, just threw that on it. Well done, Owen. Excellent job. Yes. Way to be yes. great. All of my, all of my uh, little kids' Sunday school came came fly back there at that moment. Go. So that's fun. <laughs> well, Ben and Cassidy, we're so thankful for you. Thankful for your marriage and, and you guys as parents and just for us to be able to encourage you in the way that you encourage us. And so we want to wrap up here. Jaren, I'd love for you to pray for yep. Ben and Cassidy, and then we're actually going to head over for the Sunday evening service, you know, speaking of singing and doing hymns. So, Jaron, pray for us and we'll wrap up the podcast. Sounds great. God, we just, uh, we come to you today and uh, I'm just so thankful for uh, these friends of mine, uh, Lord, that you have brought here to Emmaus to to help um, our church be a singing church, Lord, and we're just so thankful for the opportunity you give us uh, every Sunday, but really every day to proclaim and display um, who you are through song. And so, God, I pray that you would continue to grow us as a church as we um, remember uh, the opportunity and the gift that it is to to praise you and to lift up our brothers and sisters around us with the truth. And so, uh, God, I just pray that your hand will be upon us and help us as we continue to, uh, to teach our church, as we continue to learn more about you as we continue to praise you as our in our gathered times but again even uh, with our families at home or on the road or wherever we find ourselves to remember that you are on your throne and you have not forgotten us that your heart is for us and that uh, you sent your son jesus to rescue us in our sin and we're just so thankful for that and thank you for the gift of music to help us express those things and to remember them as well I'm, i pray for uh, the hopkins lord i just pray you continue to be over them and as they lead their family their girls and they uh, uh, lord strive to teach them about who you are and what you've done for them and uh, lord thank you for how you're using them in our church and in their home and in their community Lord, we thank you again for what you've done for us. And it's your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Emmaus, if I've inspired you, make sure January 22nd, yes. 5 o'clock, worship ministry open house. Please come be a part of that. All yes. right. See you guys. See Later. you soon, Emmaus. Bye.